The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. Yo, what's up? This is your boy Retro CG. What's up? It's really B TV. Jack and Jordan's we in the building even when we outside. <laughs> and tonight we are here to talk <laughs> about power. Book three, Raising Canaan, episode eight, the cost of doing business. First thoughts, what do y'all think about the episode? I loved it. I loved oh, it man. too. I loved it. Very good. Very good. Um, I think a lot of things that were in this episode that we were actually hoping for as, you know, host of the show came into. um, Wow. (laughs) We got a lot of questions answered. We definitely got a lot of questions answered, especially uh, me and um, CP. We had a lot of things that we were kind of irritated about. So it was very nice to see some of those things that we were irritated about get answered in this episode. And right. hopefully in the next two episodes, we'll get uh, some more answers because I feel like we have a bit of new questions now. But uh, definitely those questions that we have been carried for the season definitely got answered tonight. Agreed. So Agreed. let's go ahead and kick off the episode. So the episode starts off with Jukebox and Kanan outside of Nicole's funeral. So, uh, again, um, uh, we've had a little time that's passed. Uh, maybe a couple days has went by. And uh, Jukebox has learned about Nicole's passing. So, she's outside of the uh, funeral. And, man, shout-outs to the actor. She did such a great job showing her grief and emotion. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, she didn't have to say anything in these scenes, yo. The look and expression and her mannerism. Her facial expression. Yeah. Everything. Everything. All of it. Yeah, I mean, she was just through. I mean, it, it was just a very powerful. It was very powerful for her uh, portraying the scene. So uh, they go inside, and they're kind of like in the foyer of the uh, the church. And you know, when she sees Nicole's picture, you know that's confirmation right there. I, I, I think part of the reason she's in shock, and it's so sudden, and seeing that it, it was just confirmation for her that like she's really dead. She's gone. Yeah, she's really gone. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so uh, as some of the mourners were coming in, one of them made a comment, you know, I I guess uh, I I didn't catch it because the subtitle didn't pick up the first part of it, but it did pick up the second part where uh, the young lady or one of the ladies asked, you know, what happened? Do you know what happened? And uh, it was congenial heart failure is what the the family was telling everyone that happened to her. And so uh, the father spots Kanan in jukebox, and you know he kind of goes up. And he's not really trying to make a scene, you know. He just said, "Laverne, you, you shouldn't be here." And she was like, "We'll go." By that time, the mom spots him, and she's ready to have them thrown out and just make a scene for no reason, you know. They were jukebox was already walking off when, you know, she came up. So you know, it's just you know more so that mother is grieving, and you know, of course, she blames jukebox for what has happened to Nicole. In addition to you know some other things that we know that she's blaming uh, jukebox for. So, what did y'all think about that scene? I think personally, I think that the uh, mom is. How can I say it? How can I say it? I think the mom is doing a little bit too much. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you what you had in play, and when your child grew up, what you had your mindset set on but now it's like at this point your child is dead and you know that this specific person is going to feel some type of way about the loss of your right they felt that too and instead of letting her you know what i'm saying letting her actually either pay her respects or you know pay her respects you was ready to act, you know what I'm saying? You was ready to basically turn up on her because she was you there know, of past of, of, of past transgressions. Not only did you kind of like ruin a moment for her, but you ruined the moment for yourself. Well, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I hear what you're saying, but this woman has truly convinced herself one that her daughter was not really gay, yep, that jukebox somehow. Right? Turned her daughter gay. Mm-hmm. She probably, even though she was really, really nice in the beginning to Laverne or whatever, in the back of her mind, she always saw her as a black girl from the ghetto. Like mm-hmm. that's right, right, right. And, yep. right. and she's convinced that Laverne introduced her daughter to drugs. Now we know all of that not to be true, but when you right. look at it from right. a parent, from a parent's perspective, and now that parent is grieving her child. I, I get it, but I don't think she was being ridiculous based on how she felt. Um, and, and, and there's two sides to this coin, and I get it, you know, and I, I tend to lean more towards uh, Marvin's uh, approach, because that's the way I look at it, you know, regardless of what you feel about Laverne and their relationship or whatever the case may be, this is a person that used to be at your house every other day. So you know that, you know, she cared for your daughter and they were friends or whatever, and she's feeling lost. You know, it just wasn't the time or the place to address it. But I was really um, pleased to see that Kanan showed up as well, uh, you know, to support her. It just speaks to, you know, just how close they are. And actually they stood are. up, actually stood up for her. Yeah, he stood up for her. Yeah, you he know. did. He, he mm-hmm. actually stood up for her, which was, which I think was, you know, I mean, I think was pretty dope on his end, you know, given that the things that Kane has been doing episodes. And then we go back to the episode where he told her, I know your secrets, so you might want to keep your fucking mouth shut. You know, so for him to be there and then say, hey, look, she loved your daughter. I think you should know that. 
and kind of just walk. Away. You know what I'm saying? Like he really, you know what I'm saying? He really tried to plant a seed. He the did what he was problem. supposed to do, and that was defend his right. cousin. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And so it just really speaks to the uh, the their relationship, you know, just how close they are and how dependent on each other they are because they're more dependent on each other than, you know, they really uh, than, than everyone see because, you know, at the end of the episode, we see that, you know, it's kind of like we all we got type situation. So it's, it's really sad to see how their story turns out because they were so dependent upon each other and so close. So uh, after they leave the uh, church, you know, uh, Kanan was like, come on, Juke, let's go home. And she was like, no, I got a roll dolo on this. You know, uh, she needed some time to herself. And part of it was, you know, for her to just process and grieve. And another part of it was that, you know, she, we, we see later on in the episode, you know, what she was going to do. So, you know, they kind of split and go their separate ways. And that's the end of that for the moment. And then we switched to uh, Juliana and Gabrielle. Listen, I, me and CP was talking earlier today, and I told her, <laughs> I said, listen, when I saw this scene, I already knew what was getting ready to happen. I knew that yeah, this could be Gabriel's too. last day with us, because for them to show them at the house and not at uh, Bodega, I already knew that this is what we've been looking for. Good, yeah, I picked up on the, I picked up on the vibes when she accidentally... She didn't uh, accidentally. <laughs> she did it right, It was intentional. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? It was supposed to be a portrayal of an accident. When she accident when she accidentally intentionally spilled the uh you know spilled the stuff on the table and on him and knocked it down and then scoot towards the kitchen, I'm like, yeah, his ass finna die. Yeah. Well, she's serving him breakfast, and you know she puts the plate down, and she throws. I I didn't take it as an accident because I mean you see her literally dash the coffee over him. <laughs> yeah, he smack her, and then he takes her belt. His takes his belt off and starts beating her like she's a child. And um, she runs for the kitchen, runs out the back door, and runs into the shed. We knew it right then and there what was getting ready to happen. Crystal, what happened next? My girl was standing there in her black leather and her stilettos, and she shot that. He shot that nigga straight in the head. Now I thought like, it was gonna be like Lulu. a ghetto I knew, hero. I knew, yeah, I knew they was getting ready to kill him, but I thought it was gonna be Lulu. But when they when they looked and it was Rock, I said, "Okay, I see." You. I thought it was gonna be Lulu too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I thought it was gonna be Lulu. But it's kind of good that it happened the way it happened because when he picked up that butcher knife, he was getting ready to end it for her. <laughs> that was for she, he was getting ready to take her out. <laughs> Yo, he was well, she had her. to make sure that she yeah, made him made angry business. enough. Yeah. Right. She like if she had accident, like if it didn't look like it was an accident, it may or may not have pissed him off enough. She needed to piss him off enough for him to f- chase her, you know, yep. for, for, for that. Yeah. So yeah. He, and that's well, exactly he, what he, he did. did. a damn good job, didn't she? Yeah, that's oh, exactly yeah. what he did because he chased her out the door with that butcher knife and he came around that corner. That it was a wrap. <laughs> yep. Rock shot his ass on up and he's on up out of here. And this for every nigga like you. Yep. Exactly. exactly. His ass, hit his ass twice in the chest, then finished him off. Yep. But um, it was glad to see it, it was good to see that uh Rock kept her promise to uh Juliana that, you know, let me help you. And um, she pretty much gave her an alibi. She even told her, you know, what she needed to say when the police showed up. And so, you know, and we see, uh, you know, when the police come to, uh, you know, she's mourning and, um, you know, she's grieving and she played that role real, mm-hmm. real good. She looked up the street and saw uh, Rock was still there. 
she came with that look, you know, she even told her, you know, because Rock was like, are you okay? And she was like, thank you. You know, gracias, thank you. So she was pleased with the outcome. So I think we're getting ready to see um, this partnership develop more between Rock and uh, they're going to be these two strong women that are going to be doing their thing. So I think we're going to uh Yeah, I don't think forward. we've seen the last. I don't think we've seen the last of that duo. Yeah, I think going forward, we're going to see a whole different side of Juliana. I think she's going to really step up to the plate, and she's going to really help Rock out along the mm-hmm. way. She's going to be a sidekick. Mm-hmm. So you see uh, Detective Burt and um, Howard, they are uh, um, going to these uh, crack houses and, you know, looking at these dead bodies all over town, and, you know, they found out about the blue tops. So... Um, you know, and it was kind of interesting that conversation between Burke and um, Howard because he was like, "This is a victimless crime," and technically he's right. It it really is a victimless crime, but you know, Burke don't see it that way. She's like, "No, they are the victim," and I get it. But at the end of the day, it, it's it's a crime of choice. It's almost like suicide. I mean, you know, these are the risks when you are out here in the streets and you're taking drugs, and you know, th- this is what's going to happen. So I disagree, you know, but okay. You look at it. Well, let's talk about it then. No, I man. I just I don't think I don't think it's a victimless crime when somebody ends up dead. Like I understand what you're saying that these were drug addicts, but I mean the choice is the first time. If your body develops an addiction, then your body develops an addiction, and you just gotta feed that addiction. I don't necessarily look at it like that, but you know. Okay, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, um, that's another point of view of looking at it. I look at it, you know, as you know we all have choices and you know these are the consequences to the choices that we make you know so you know if i'm out here in the streets and you know i'm out here fiending and stealing and doing things for drugs something that's illegal you know here's my risk you know it's just the same as to be said about the risk of selling the drugs so you know there's going to be consequences that come with that that. part Oh, I definitely agree that there are consequences, but to say it's a victimless, that's the part I'm talking about. There are absolutely consequences. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying the part about this is there's no victim. There is a victim. Somebody, regardless of crackhead or not, somebody family member is dead because these mu- like like detective said, he said it's not the cocaine that kills them. That's it's right. what is what these drug dealers put in the cocaine that's uh-huh. right. killing them. So, that's right. That's right. You know, that's all I'm saying. But go ahead. I mean, you know, that's just my opinion. I feel you on that. Uh, uh, Jug, uh, Jack, what y'all think? Did we lose him? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, I think. Jack? <laughs> on, I'll, leave, I'll leave for Juggernaut. I'll leave for Juggernaut to come in. Um, no, you, I got, think you that... got water in that cup, or you got something else in that cup, bro? Nah, I'll wait for you to come in. I think that. Um, I think that like it's more so of the addiction is what is, is what catches them, and the ongoing addiction is what catches them, and the person that's actually feeding into that addiction. So I mean, that's feeding to their addiction. So, um, but we already knew that because of the way that Kanan, who thought he knew everything, the way he stepped on it. That there was gonna be consequences behind this anyway, somehow, some way, because you put out the twenty vows, you you potentially looking at twenty people dying. Yeah. So we yeah. already kind of knew that it was gonna be that this is gonna be what it was. Right, and if uh, this is this is what I say to that they put out they 
down six bodies so far, and I don't think they counted Nicole just yet because, of course, they ruled. They have put they, it together. Yeah, right. And well, and her parents covered it up. Deaths of heart failure, but yeah, if they put out twenty testers, and where the hell is these other people at? Well, you know, one of the uh, police officers said that there's others in, um, they, they didn't quantify it by number. He just mm-hmm. said that there's others in other uh, uh, abandoned houses that they found as well. Okay, got you. Got that part. But um, as far as the addiction thing, um, I would say personally, you know, I couldn't personally, I don't, I don't get how people feed into it, but me personally, you know what I'm saying? It is a, it is a self thing, but when you know you in that life and what you're gonna do, then that's what you're gonna do. I mean, hey, look at Nicole, for example. I mean, you wouldn't have never, who would ever thought until you know now. And it's just like when last Sunday when she hit the uh lace blunt with uh Camacho, who Sunday. Oh, uh, probably Sunday, Sunday before. A couple of Sundays. Girl. Yeah, I think it was okay, a couple of Sundays Sunday before, ago. Sunday before last, when she hit the uh, lace blunt with Crown Camacho. When she hit that, you know, who would have thought that we was going to see an episode had an actual pipe in the house? Well, we kind of, it, 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 it kind of told us a I story mean, that didn't even need to be told because we saw that. Go ahead. No, it gave us that hunch because, of course, she was open to. She was, she passed on the drink, but she was open to have it. You know what I'm saying? Indulging in the drugs, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? When you get to when you get to it, and it's like, oh, okay. And she go in the drawer, and it's like, oh, wow, damn, she got a whole setup in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now, oh, okay, well, you know, now we see why she was just so, you know, okay with. You know, taking that blunt from um, you know, Camacho. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, um, it, it, it's a sad uh, event because we see not just with the crackheads, but we see that there's collateral damage all the way around because of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, right. and, uh, I think that's the biggest story that's being told. Uh, so we switched to Rock at the House with the brothers. Uh, Marvin and Lulu, and um, of course, she's trying to figure out what the mathematics are for the day. And Lulu's mm-hmm. pretty much telling her that, listen, we're gonna top mm-hmm. out at five, you know, we ain't got no work. And so, uh, he's getting ready to sell off all he got. And then, of course, you know, the subject of the blue cap come up again, you know, Marvin nervous, and you know, he quickly just tries to deflect. He is you know, a because, horrible liar, guy, he's such a bad liar. Yeah, he's 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 not good, he's not quick on his feet with the lie. But no. you see where uh, in this, Rock doesn't think that it's unique anymore. She doesn't think that unique is behind it. She was like, why would unique be putting out bad drugs when he's uh, paying 20% to buy up my stuff? He got his weight. Like, he got more than enough drugs uh, to put out on the street. You know, he wouldn't need to do right. this. And he's not, uh, he's been in long enough not to do anything sloppy like this because dead bodies going to bring heat and which is the same thing drugs. Detective Howard said. Detective right. Howard immediately ruled out rocks and unique on the blue tops because he was like, they're not Too amateurs. Like, right. like, this is the amateur move right here. They know that the bodies are going to bring the police and they ain't about to do that. So, like, again, it goes back to us understanding how much of a rookie move this was that Kanan did, you know. Yep. Just uh, how, uh, how out of line he was. It was a cocky move. He trying to, you know, 
basically have a dick swinging match with people who's already been in the game and doing what they do. He was just trying to flex his his position. You know, you right. know who my mama is. You know who my uncles are. Whatever the case may be. He like we said that. But last they stupid. But they stupid for letting Kane embark down on them like that anyway. Well, they're right. scared because they, they really didn't. No, I was going to say, ahead. they don't understand that Kanan isn't like the way he's portraying that he is. Like exactly. He's making it seem like he's doing all these things with his mother's with his mother's permission. They don't realize mm-hmm. that he's moving in the shadows and that his mother don't really want him. Like, if they knew, like, Scrappy. Scrappy talked to Kanan the way he did because he knew that, nigga, you ain't, like, you're not impressing me because I already know I'm your babysitter. I already know that your mama don't want you out here. But they don't know that. And they know that Rock is a is a queen pin, and they don't want to get on her bad side. And that's really what that was. Like, I don't think it was so much about Marvin as it was about her. Good point. Right. I agree with that. I totally agree with it. So, uh, you know, Marvin tries to uh, deflect, and um, he was like, uh, he heard it was for some, uh, it was from some niggas from the Boogie Dow, and Lulu was like, where you hear that at? And uh, he was like the streets, he, you know, unlike you, I'm in the streets or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, here they go. They get into it. And not, I, not with my headphones on or whatever the hell. Not with my headphones right. he on. Not with my headphones on, right. <laughs> and then he started talking about how he put deodorant on and um, how. Right, you can then, tell that they brothers. God, yes, you can tell they brothers. <laughs> they, they're, they're just so petty towards each other. They just Did always that dude say he had a, a natural man? He, yes, did. he did. And he told her that he smelled like secret. <laughs> he said you wear a secret like she you wear, He said you wear the same shit she wear. <laughs> oh it was God. funny as hell. It was funny as hell. <laughs> but I was wondering if Rock was going to tell them both to shut I'm the fuck like, up. Cause... <laughs> I, you know, and I'm waiting for that any moment now for her to like shut them the fuck up when they be squabbling because that's exactly right. what they be doing. They just be having a little <laughs> petty They squabbles. are hilarious. But, they, but you can tell that they're brothers. Like that is just how brothers are. Like, crazy. So Rock tell him to figure out who cooking up these blue caps and get rid of them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, he already know what time it is or whatever the case may be. But you see Lulu sitting there looking at his paperwork. Of course, we didn't know what the paperwork was at the time that what he was looking at. And so, you know, him and Rock, uh, you know, Rock wants to have a follow-up conversation with him about uh, Unique pressing up on him about rolling. And mm-hmm. right then and there, you know, Lulu pretty much shut her down and let her know, listen, I'm loyal to the day I drop. You know, so uh, even if Neek put me in the ground, I'm going to be still flying the same flag that I'm flying right now. Mm-hmm. So I guess she was looking for that reassurance from him that, you know, shit bad over here, but I need to know that you're still in this with me. And so, you know, they kind of have a moment where they talk about that. And I kind I know, like that scene, but I kind of don't like that scene. I, I, I agree with you on that, Jack. If that I makes feel sense. the same way about it. Yeah, me too. Cause like you know, he hasn't done anything for you to question his loyalty. Right, right. You know why you why you pressing up on him like that? Because if he hadn't told you about what was going on, you found out another way. Then I can see you being suspicious. But he brought this to the table. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the way I thought. He pressed like she pressed on him hard too. It's like how you. It's like you like Scrappy. Like it seemed like she got more faith in. I don't want to say she got more faith in Scrappy than she do Lulu at the time or whatever, but maybe it's the whole music thing and she just wanted to see where his head was at. Yeah, she she feels like the music is a distraction to yeah. him doing yeah. real work or what yeah. she considers real work. Yeah. And so we switched to uh, Unique at his spot 
Uh, and his I, little layer, yeah, his little layer, and I have since uh, figured out now that Unique is a brat. He he is he's a child, like he's having these little temper tantrums, and he tan down the place, and he talking about rocks stink all over this or whatever. So he's just throwing a fit, you know. The workers standing there looking at him like, "Yo, what's up?" And and then you know, I, I'm starting to see where he's not treating his workers right. Like he he's not really treating his workers right. Go back to. A couple episodes ago when he killed his man like i love you but cut the man ear off shot him up yeah i love you or whatever the case may be and then he told him then in that scene that all of y'all can get it so like you, right. you're abusing and mistreating your workers but your workers are out in the street they're the ones that are seeing what's going on and you know you're not really out here in the streets like that you up here in this tailor shop getting your fits together every day. So, you know, these boys are out here in the street and they try to put you on game, but you're throwing temper tantrums and they're going to try to sun them niggas and tell them to clean it up. Like, yeah, I, I just like this he, uh, unique. Didn't he tell um, his right hand, didn't he tell him when he told he was trying to... I said it is what it is. Whatever he, I, I Yeah, because he was trying is. to tell him, like... He said, he said, he said I didn't hear that in the street. He said, yeah. it is what I say it is. It is right. what I say it is, right, yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying, it's hear, it, but it's hear very. You hear me, right? I'm I didn't hear that, time. right? But let me tell you something. I agree with you 100. But it's very reminiscent because think about it. Unique inherited the empire from his brother. Yep. So it's very reminiscent of like a Canaan who thinks he's ready, but really exactly. isn't ready, and doesn't really understand. So it's it's very reminiscent. Unique, and he didn't. He didn't. I mean, we don't necessarily know how he came up, but we know. That he inherited this 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 empire. So and you gotta imagine much, that he's a little bit younger than um Rock and them. He might be along the same yeah, age as Lulu. He might be along the same age as uh Lulu. But yeah, yeah I agree with yeah. you on that, CP. That's exactly the way I take that. You know, uh, and and he started to freak out. You know, because he's losing control, or what he thinks that he's losing control. So he's like, Rock got her stink all over this. Whereas she immediately said, No, nah, Neek wouldn't do this because this is an amateur move. He doesn't see it as that. So anything that goes bad, he automatically is looking for her to be responsible for it. And, yep. and I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you what else, too. And this might be me thinking too deep. Y'all know how I be thinking sometimes, but I'm thinking going back to him buying up all of the work. He might be overextending himself. I know that's yep. not something that they've discussed. I know that's not a part of the storyline. Without the territory, you're not gonna be able to move all that. Right, work. because Rock even said that when she when she talked to um old boy and he Dang. told her that Unique is buying up, he, she was like, How can he afford to do that? And then when um he doesn't recognize that, like she immediately said, Listen, I don't understand why he would even be doing sacrificing it. He's he's got me in a corner. Like he's got all of the product. And he's he should be good. So why is he over in his lair Threaten. pressed over what Rock's <laughs> yeah. doing? You his know little, what I mean? Why would he automatically make that assumption? But it goes back to uh it reminds it reminded me of that time that season in power when Lobos was giving Tommy and Ghost all the extra weight and they couldn't move it. You know, they, they was trying to get it. all the extra they was trying to get extra territory to be exactly. able to move the weight. Exactly. And, and Unique don't have that right now. And then no, you seen that look that Warrell gave him, you know, when he went in the room and slammed the door in his face or whatever the case may be. He need five. He taking five. Yeah, I feel like what's what we're getting ready to see is Unique Crew's getting ready to come, uh, come unravel. His crew's getting ready to unravel in front of him because he's just getting a, a little too reckless. Like he's so threatened uh, and, and trying to eliminate uh, Rock that he's losing focus. 
because you're in the best position you possibly could be in right now, but every little thing that they're doing over there is a threat to you. You're consumed with it. Right. That you're, you're losing focus on, and, right. and she's strategizing, and you're not. And don't you know? forget all the stuff they stole from the stash house. Like, he's got product on top of product on top of product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's yep. like, can you move all of this? Because nope. you haven't increased, as far as we know, you haven't increased your territory. Yep. Anyway, that's just me overthinking, but go ahead. No, you're not overthinking it because that's exactly the way I saw it as well. Especially uh, when he was having that tantrum, that's exactly the way I saw it. Like, okay, yeah, he's (laughs) going to lose control. He's going to lose control because uh, he's throwing tantrums, he's throwing fits, Mm -hmm. and like you're not really focused on your business. She focused, uh, she ain't even got to work, but she's setting up to be in a good place when she do get to work back because she got the apartments, she got the bodega, so, and then once she get rid of him, she'll have the corners back. So, at this point, she finna be, you know, sitting in a good spot, whereas you you ain't even trying to make any adjustments to your organization. And like you said, you got all this weight. You stole all my weight. Uh, you you buying up my re-up, and you're not doing anything with it. You're just trying to shut me down by running me out of product, but right. you don't... And I cons- think that's why she's so calm. Like, she keep letting... She keeps telling everybody, like she told the dude at the end of the episode, she was like... I might be losing some battles, but I'm going to win the war. Like, I yep. think she sees it. I think she yep. understands. But yeah, anyway, I mean, I'm if you think about it, she's planning for the long Exactly. If you think about it, she's really playing, she's really playing chess and not checkers. I mean, she's really, mm-hmm. she's taking all of her workers really off the corners. So if there are no corners, where's they moving this shit at and we can't find them? And she's also reducing their risk as well. She's reducing their risk because she even said when they went to go look at the apartments, we can see everything coming from up here. So she's reducing her risk while he's increasing his by moving his weight on the street because Mm -hmm. same thing happened when the corners got rolled up. So, you know, she's she's putting themselves in a better position to be able to move the product. So... And I think that's what... I think that's one thing that um, uh, Juliana doesn't want to hear... He don't want to, that. That's cartel. He don't want to hear. Oh yeah, we moving it on the corner. He wants. He want less risk as possible. Well, it was just kind of like uh, Milan and Power. You know, Milan and uh, the Jimenez. You know, they wanted the drugs moved through the club. You know, they wanted to uh, expand their their weight to be moved in the hotels and stuff like that. They weren't just um, satisfied with the drugs being moved on the street. They wanted a bigger picture. You know, more money more opportunity, you know, a bigger network, but, you know, they're not seeing it like that, and I feel like what Rock is actually doing right now, she is building a network, but, you know, with the uh, whole studio thing, I think she's threatened by that because she feels like Lulu's going to be distracted in, you know, this music thing, and not focus on expanding their business for them to grow, right? And she wants to grow at this point. Mm-hmm. So you see uh, Bert and Howard, they out on the streets, you know, they talking to some of the fiends and, you know, they try to get some information. We see Detective Howard pay off one of the fiends and he pretty much gets a name for some of the uh, dudes that was handing out the uh, testers and they get Little Rob. And I think they, I think he even tells them where to find Little Rob at. That he get- yeah, he told, he told him to go down to the yeah. city bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought so. And so, uh, you know, uh, I kind of agree with Detective Howard. You know, when um, what's the name wants to roll with him, she is a distraction. She's a disadvantage because she make the people in the street uneasy to talk to them because she's white. 
She's white and she's a female cop. They 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 don't want to deal with her. So you know she thinks that Detective Howard is trying to keep her out of the loop and things, which he is. But at the same time, he does have a point when he says that listen, you make make the people uneasy. You know they ain't gonna want to talk to you. You know, so she's gonna have to uh, come up with a different approach on how she approaches the streets because she she wants to do police by the book, and that ain't gonna work when you try to get information out of people on the street. So you see Marvin um, back at the house. You know he pouring himself up a drink. He nervous. He nervous because mm-hmm. he know that Rock is Man. too close to the truth. He's biting on his lip. Yeah, he know that Rock getting too close to the truth. He nervous about all this. Mm-hmm. And Kane show up, and he pretty much told Kane like, "Listen, your mama she find out everything." And Kane was like, "Yeah, how does she find out everything? She find out everything because Rock talked to the streets, you know." And mm-hmm. so. Um, and um, he tells Kanan that, listen, your mom might not kill her own son, but she'll do me in a minute. Right. Uh, she might not kill you, but she will kill me. She will do me in a minute. And Lulu will be more than happy to pull the trigger. So, you know, he already thinking about, you know, this is going to get back. This going to get back to me. You know, he just trying to figure out what's getting ready to happen next. And, you know, and Kanan just fumbling and bumbling, trying to explain himself. And, you know, the damage is done at this point. You, you just... Yeah. You have uh, you took a good idea and made a mess of it, right? Because you weren't patient, right? right. Yeah, Facts. and um, so you see, jukebox, uh, she she don't she don't made her way over to Nicole's house, so you know she's just posted out across the street and she just kind of doing her little recon, and she just watching and seeing everybody go into the house. You know, we switch uh, to the titty bar. Uh, the strip club, and you know Howard and Burke, they roll up and they see little Rob in there, and um, you know they they roll up on him and, and and fake like they got a warrant and they arrest him, or they try to arrest him to get some information out of him, and like I said last week, he ain't waste no time um snitching Kanan out, which we knew that he nope. was gonna do that anyway because he didn't like Kanan. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, he snitched. Though. <laughs> he snitched real quick. Bad. But listen, if he wasn't gonna switch, the minute they said we got seven bodies on you, <laughs> yep, he started capping real quick. Real quick. Me. That man said, "You got it on painted. You got it on painted." Start. I got something to say. He five foot six. Yep. He lives right up the street. He, fit right right up. Up. he wore this shirt. He this this is what he had on this day. Exactly. 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 Because Detective Howell was like, he 15 years old. He was like, there's an age limit on slinging. He's like, right. you know who he is? You know right. where he comes from? You know who from? his mother is? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, Burke, she ready to go pick him up. But, you know, right. Detective Howard, like I said last week, was going to use this as an opportunity. So he definitely didn't want her to be in the middle of that and messing up his opportunity because now this is the opportunity that he was looking for to kind of, you know, uh, turn up the heat on Rock a little bit because at this oh, point, yeah. he, he, has been, he has been trying to get her to agree to tell Kanan that, you know, he's the father. But, you know, he ain't had no leverage. So right now he's got leverage. So he wants to use this as that uh, leverage to get her to concede to what he really wants. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like if she would, if he had be, if he would just be honest with her and tell her, look, I need his bone marrow, they could come to an agreement, work out a deal. <sighs> because at the end of the day, she need police on her side anyway. Because yep. he already told her that, you know, he would make this go away or whatever, whatever. If you tell Keenan what's what's up, so I mean, at the end of the day, she could use this opportunity to flip him. 
to help. I mean, because she's already been kind of using him indirectly anyway, when she got him to go roll up on um Unique. Unique's corners. Right. So, True. you know, if if he just be honest with her, I feel like she could use that. They could use each other. Yeah, they could be. Uh, it's a deal to be made. You know, yeah, it's I a deal see, to be made. I could see her being open to a deal, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If she ready? You know, I don't know. Er- everybody gets a one j- get out of jail free card, and you know she's in a position to get that. I don't have to use him anyway, though. Now, well, I got I got a different I got a different opinion on that when we get to that. But I got a different opinion on that. But I feel what you're saying on that. So uh, we switch to the uh, studio. Yeah, you see Richie Siles and Crown Camacho up in there. They in there playing dice. Uh, Crown in there trying to push up on females or whatever. They ain't doing no work. I mean, they just they ain't having a good time. You know? Looking stupid. <laughs> Looking stupid. Ain't doing, ain't doing no work. And then Richie Siles, yes, he looked to uh, Crown. He was like, uh, the boss is here. He's like, he ain't the boss. <laughs> and Lulu was like, I am what I say I am. And he was like, I need the room. He's like, y'all leave. And I already knew right then and there that this is what I've been looking for. This is exactly what I was looking for. So uh, Lulu shows up with his lawyer and papers and saying, listen, all the bills I paid, all the money I don't fronted you, uh, we're going to turn this into uh, an equity. Uh, and you're going to give me 50% of this uh, label and we're going to become a partner- partnership. Lulu hit, Lulu hit his ass with the Howard Stern. Yep, he put a house third on him. He sure did. <laughs> he hit him with the, yeah, he hit him with the stir. <laughs> yep, he put a stir move. Actually, that was more of a ghost move because uh, Ghost kind of did that with Stir, where you know he was. Uh, remember when Stern sent him down there to Miami to get the other club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side that the papers, Ghost was sizing that situation up, and, and and through the wife, he was able to give the wife the evidence that she needed to win the divorce settlement in lieu of her giving him those clubs. So that definitely was a reminiscent to a ghost move right there. Like, listen, he's like, I ain't no uh, move. He's like, listen, I ain't no bank. And um, when um, when you do, you do, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, said, he, he, say, he said, "You pass, do my nigga." <laughs> right. Exactly. Which I was he very to, glad. You want to negotiate? Lulu was like, "You to negotiate, you need, you need to have leverage. Yep. Like, you don't have no leverage, sir." <laughs> yep. As he pulled the pistol out. As he pulled the pistol out. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then he told him, he was like, "Listen, one way or another, something of yours is gonna be on this paper." <laughs> right. Either hey, your I signature like or your blood. Like so when your shit do, it's do. Like that. <laughs> that was gangster. Yep. I like that. One way or and another. the lawyer, the lawyer was with the shit. On this paper. Oh yeah, the lawyer know who he worked for. The lawyer, yeah, the lawyer know who he worked for. You see how and he so, slid them? You see how he slid that contract out? Like, I, if I was you, <laughs> I would sign these papers, right? I said, right. Was you, right. You don't have a right. choice, right? So we may or may not be uh, rid of Crown Camacho. We may be stuck with him for a little while. Uh, the only thing I can say of the only way I can see him getting up out of here is if he OD. I, I, that's the only way I can see him getting up out of here in the moment. Because if Lulu would have took complete control of the label, then that would have been one thing. But because it's a 50-50 partnership split, that means we're going to be stuck with Crown for a little bit. And at the end of the day, he kind of needs Crown to mm. do the, the day-to-day work. You know, Lulu is just going to be pretty much the money man. But at the end of the day, he still needs Crown to run the label and, and, and run the studio and all that stuff until he don't need him no more. Unless him and Richie Sounds um, find a way to get along. But, you know, 
given their first interaction outside the uh the showcase, I don't see them two getting along. So at the end of the day, he kind of needs Crown per se uh to be the face and to do the work. Mm-hmm. So what y'all think about that scene and what what's happening here? We 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 pretty much predicted that was going to happen when he started paying yeah. off the bills. I just want Crown for my show to go away, honestly. He's like irritating as fuck. I want him to go yeah, away he, too, but I, I say this. Fucking, I think what's gonna make him go away is when he try to press up on uh Jessica. That's what's gonna make him go away. But I, I'm ready for both of them to go away. And famous. The, all three of them, they can go. Like he's a fucking cornball. I'm just ready for him to go away. And he's a bit of a liability. Uh definitely. Indirectly, he's somewhat responsible for what happened to Nicole too, because he gave her the taste. You know, he gave her but the I, taste. But I don't think that was it. I think she was already doing. I was about to say. I think she was doing stuff too. I ain't gonna put that on him. I think. Well, I am. I am because what happened was uh, he was rolling the blunt with weed. We saw that when she went to go pick up her pipe, she picked up her empty weed bag. So I think she was more receptive to hit the blunt because she's used to smoking weed. She's not used to smoking lace blunts with crack. So I feel like she gave him. He gave her a taste of what that high was like with a lace blunt. And she may or may not wanted to reciprocate that feeling or whatever, but the expression on her face when she hit that blunt, just to me, he introduced her to something that she wasn't used to. She was used to smoking weed, yes, but I don't think that she was uh, used to smoking crack and lace blunts. Uh, that He introduced that to her and unknowingly uh, kind of sealed her fate because that was the whole motivation for her stealing it when she still stole it out of jukebox a bag that she was kind trying to uh uh repeat that how that she had when she smoked it at the showcase that night. That's my opinion. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I can feel that. Um so we see jukebox uh she back across the street again. She watching um Nicole's parents leave their townhouse and you know they calling for a cab and they getting in the cab and you know she watched them wait till they drove off. And she goes and breaks into the house, which uh, we know why she went over there or whatever. I was just thinking to myself, no, Juke, don't do it. Don't do it. This is not going to end well for you. Right. right. But I understand why she did it because the girl's grieving and I felt like she went over there to you know, kind of relive their last moments together and she probably wanted something to remember Nicole by. Yeah, I and thought it, she wanted like a souvenir or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think so. When she found that videotape, Oh man, and that girl yeah, she really played the scene. She she oh, played man. that scene really well. Yeah. Ooh, she, she did broke that really down, well. Man, man yeah. she broke down. completely yeah. down. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that breakdown was crazy. Man, that was an ugly cry. I and almost saw It was it was very it, it was it was very hurtful because we knew that what she was going through. And we knew that uh, she just she was confused. She was just trying to figure out what's going on. How did this happen? How did we get here? Mm-hmm. Because I I think at that point she hadn't even found the vial yet, you know. Because I thought she was getting ready to find it when she was on the dresser, and uh, she didn't find it. And she found the tape that they had recorded at the mall. She sat there and watched it. It wasn't until the uh, father came in. That uh, the mother came and she threw the vial at her and said, "Here, take this." Uh, right. Yeah, the mother was take this back to your ghetto. Yeah, take this back to your ghetto. We had a lot of our friends and family about how she died because we didn't want people to remember her that way. 
which I can't say that I blame her family for that because I I, I would want um, no one to remember my child as a OD on drugs or uh, was a junkie or anything like that. You know, and they come from high society. So I'm gonna say a lot of people lie. They lie about how a lot of people lie about how people you know people die. They don't want to tell people what really happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I don't. Uh, uh, me and uh, Marvin were talking yesterday, and of course, Marvin felt like the uh, parents were going to come after Jukebox per se. I don't necessarily feel like they were coming after her. Uh, I think they well, had we know that was because someone had broke into their house. Uh, they yeah, didn't know that Jukebox that point, was yeah. in there. Yeah, they didn't know that she was in there. And then, you know, the dad was, you know, trying to get her to leave. But I think in that moment, the dad finally processed that, listen, she's feeling a loss and she really did care about my, our, our daughter, you know, but, you know, the mama didn't see it like that. She was just like, get her up out of here, get her up out of here. And at the end of the day, they can't come after her at this point because she gave away the evidence, you know, she gave Jukebox the vial back. Right. So, but that was just a, a very powerful scene and well done by the actress. Uh, so uh, that little mm-hmm. girl, she's doing a very good job. Um, so you see, Rock, uh, she riding down the street. Uh, unless we had anything else to talk about on that scene, you know, the police came and picked her up and took her away. Um, we pretty much knew that that was probably going to be the end of that. You know, we're probably not going to see Nicole's parents anymore. That, they're done. Yeah, that, no, that was closure. Yeah. yeah, that was closure. Um, so you see, uh, Rock, she riding down the street and Detective Howard following her and pulls her over. And she's like, this nigga here, what he want? You know, so, you know, they have a conversation um, about, he was like, listen, I'm tired of you and I'm tired of telling you uh, that I want this boy to know who I am. I need to be there for him. He needs to know who I am. And she's, and we find out the history. You know, we have been, we've been going back and forth with this ever since we found out he was a father. So we did find out that he did sleep with her at 16. He was a cop then. Um, At a fucking predator. Yeah, he was an undercover cop, so he probably was working narcotics or whatever at the time. So I'm yep. wondering if she knew he was a cop when she slept with him because she was like an undercover cop. So I'm wondering... She, she probably did. That's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't she, think yeah, about I'm it thinking like she did. But let's re- but, but go back to the beginning of that where the way he even got her to talk to him was that he let her know, I got Keenan on six counts of murder. And if you don't talk to me, she, he was like, I got the evidence I need, so you need to mm-hmm. talk to me, or I'm gonna arrest him. And that's how she even agreed to have the conversation with him to begin with. So that's how she knew. The minute yep. he said seven counts, six counts of murder, seven counts of murder, I think she knew then he had. And something then to he do dropped old boy name too. He dropped old uh, boy name too. Uh, Lerob had uh, pretty much told him that you know Cannon was the one who cooked up the drugs. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. don't steal his fate too. <laughs> right. Probably. Yeah. Damn. But damn, we learned a lot in that this this one conversation. You're right, CP. We learned a lot because he did use that as uh, a way to get her attention. Was listen, uh, I got Canaan on six, seven counts of murder, and I got all the evidence I need. So you either need to talk to me or we finna go pick him up. Mm-hmm. And so we learned that uh, you know. Uh, we learned a lot because we learned that Defcon was gay, and that she was she, his beard. She was his beard. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, um, which is he why said, he didn't care about when she got pregnant, and he was okay with everybody thinking Kingdom was his because yep. right. his cover story. Yep. And then, um, it, it pretty much confirms that there is no possibility that uh, Defcon is the father. He is the father. So you know, there's mm-hmm. there's no denying that. So. 
And so she was like, he threatened her again. It was like, well, I'll put it out on the streets that, you know, uh, Cannon is the father, uh, son of a cop. And she's like, you might as well put a bullet in his head yourself. You're going to do that because if you put that out there. So seeing how the story continues, we know that the secret is never going to come out. Mm-hmm. So uh, when they're leaving, he tells her, and listen, if you or your punk ass brothers get smart on me, uh, I'm going to blast off on y'all and I ain't going to ask no questions. I ask questions later. Yeah. Right. Because he was like, I want to meet Kanan. And like that's it. Like either you make it happen or I'm coming. And he was like, you know, he was like, and if y'all come for me, I'm yeah, I'm asking questions. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm shooting first, asking questions later. But you see her make a call when she walking back to her car. She calls somebody. Yeah. We don't know who she calls, and uh, she tells probably them to go Lulu. pick up that dry cleaning in Harlem. Probably Lulu. <laughs> it was probably Lulu. That's who she. That's the only person she calls on her cell phone. She don't call nobody else on her cell phone but Lulu. <laughs> right. She said, "Go pick up that dry cleaning in Harlem." I mentioned a while back. Mm-hmm. So I I got a theory as though what the dry cleaning is. So you see them get back to the house, Kanan up there doing his little uh uh exercise and his little workout, and boy, she coming in that door mad as hell. She called him by his whole name. <laughs> yeah, she used his yeah, government voice. Yeah, <laughs> get to as you know, you pissed. Middle. Yeah, right. that mama is really mad at this and point. He knew you saw it on his face, he knew what it was. He he thought it. <laughs> he think it was scared to come down the steps. <laughs> uh, shout out to Roxy and her Louis Vuitton zone. She was a good in that outfit, though. She she was wearing the hell out of that outfit. When uh, it tossed Kane, the jacket on the couch and came back. She just tried to get herself together at this moment because she was like, I can't believe this fuck shit is happening. And so this was the conversation that we've been, been needing to see and hear. Yes. This is it. So you want to break this down, CP? Now you probably got the notes in front of you. You go ahead, <laughs> but this is definitely what I needed to see. So you see, <laughs> you see when Kanan came downstairs, he was already, he knew what time it was. He knew what she Yeah, was, he knew. He, he knew. knew. And so she pretty much asked him. I found it very ironic. She asked him the same question that uh, Unique and Detective Howard was saying about her: that either you not listen to me, or you don't know no better, or you just don't give a fuck. And you know, and Kane is trying to justify, you know, his actions on Van Wick, like you know, it was a good idea. You know, I just want you to believe in me. I, I'm doing all this to show you that you can trust in me. And she's like, listen, you just dropped twenty something people. Uh, with your bad uh, crack, how the fuck you think I'm gonna believe in you? You doing all this stupid shit, and she told him exactly what we have been saying. <laughs> she said it word for word. Listen, everything that the family is dealing with now is because of you and your dumb shit. All this dumb shit you doing, I'm out here trying to clean up your mess after mess. And she started naming it off: Buck Twenty, D Wiz, uh, the Corners. All this is because of you. Right, and then that moment of out of all that, he zeroed in on D Wiz, and he was like, uh, he's like, well, you can't blame me, and you can't blame Michael or Marvin either. It's your fault. You're the reason why I am the way I am. And she slapped the shit out of his ass. Yo, slapped the dog shit out of him. I was like, that's right, get him. I thought she slapped the boy chief out of his mouth. She slapped the shit out of him so hard. <laughs> and he had something like dog. that the first night when he said it the first time. She should have slapped him like that. And, yeah, it's coming he, though because the bad part, the crazy thing is, like, if people that listen to us, they'd be like, "I'm so sick of Kanan." Like, he reminds me, like, I can't stand him more than I can't stand Tyree. And I was, you know, and I was like, Kanan is doing a lot of dumb shit. That's yes, like, 
way and beyond it was every shit episode. Done. <laughs> and he's just not listening. He don't want to listen to nobody. So. He don't want to listen to nobody because he's not listening to his uncle. He's not yeah. listening to his uncles. He's not listening to her. He just he's not listening to jukebox. He's not listening nope. to nobody. He just doing what the fuck he want to do. Yep, he deserved to get punched in the face. Yeah, he did. And you worry about D Wiz. She was like, Yeah, I killed him. And she was like, Who to blame for D Wiz? Me or you? Y'all wouldn't shot up that boy. You and him. That was y'all idea. Y'all would have like, shot up that boy on the corner. Right. She was like, Neek's boys was coming, but 20's boys was coming. They was coming for you. And, and they the needed, a body. needed a body. And it wasn't right? going to be your body. Yep. Streets need a body. Yep. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> And so, you know, he, we see him he get up and slow him off and thing. run off. He, I said, he running. He going to cry now. He going to go cry. <laughs> he going to go outside and cry. But we can tell that, that he's still bothered by the whole D-Wiz thing. But I don't think that's going to go anywhere. I mean, I think after she broke it down to him as to why she had to do what she needed to do, I mean, he was a casualty at war at this point. I don't think he's going to harbor any uh, uh, grievances towards his mother for killing her because at the end of the day, she did it for him because of him. She did right. it for him because of him. And that's what she told him. So mm, I don't know I about mean, that one. That's thinking uh, logically, and I don't give him a whole lot of credit for logic. Well, so. I think it's difficult to drive a wedge between his affinity towards her, but I don't think he's gonna try to come for her or anything like that. I, oh no, I, no, no, no. I don't think yeah, I don't think he's gonna come for her, but I, yeah. I I, th- I think at best it's just gonna become he's gonna become more defiant. And um, you know, just uh, against his mother's uh, uh, directives, he's going to continue to operate um, with his own agendas. I think that's what's what we're going to see from that. Um, so we see Unique pull up to this hotel, and I don't know if this is where he's staying at, laying up at, or whatever the case may be. And we see uh, uh, Lulu pull up in his sob and you know, watch him go into the hotel or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, what's getting ready to happen here? I said, he's going to try to roll up on Unique right now. That's <laughs> what I thought, too. I was like, damn, is this what we doing now? And, and it's crazy for that to be a five-star hotel like that and they don't got no valet outside that you got to come in and give your keys to the front desk for them to send someone to go park your car. But um, Unique goes upstairs and Lulu comes in with this, you know, this little act about Oh, I left something in my homeboy car. Uh, can I get the keys real quick? And of course, you know he pulled out two hundred dollars and get a man the two hundred dollars. And, his, and he, the guy also saw the gun. Saw the gun. Yep. Yep. And he gave him the keys. So what I was thinking that was getting ready to happen was he getting ready to go put a bomb and um, unique uh, car, or he was getting ready to go plant some drugs. Or then he was getting ready to go plant some drugs and then get him set up on some charges. But uh, we see him go out there to get the jacket. And I'm like, what's the jacket for? So when I'm going back to uh, Raquel's conversation, when she called, she said, go pick up that dry cleaning. So I, I think that they she she was getting him to go get Unique's jacket because I think they're going to use that in a setup, some kind of, some kind of setup. And they're going to use that jacket to leave at the scene of a crime. I don't know if they're going to use it to get rid of to, uh, Detective Howard. They're gonna leave the jacket behind. I can see her using Kanan to get rid of Detective Howard, uh-huh. and he dies with that secret. I think they use Kanan to lure him to a secluded spot. They're gonna kill him and leave that jacket there to blame Unique. That that's the only thing that I can come up with for what they're trying to do with that that jacket. But we know it's some part of some kind of setup. So, what's your thoughts about all that? 
Um, I think it's, it's a setup for. Set. I think it's definitely set, a setup. I think it's a setup for unique. Well, to make it look like unique, kill Detective Howard. I agree. That that's yeah. that's my one hundred percent and only theory at the moment, unless we see some different next episode. But uh, you know, given what happened at the end of this episode, do they even have the jacket anymore? <laughs> do they even have right? The maybe maybe he left it in his car. <laughs> maybe he left it in his car in the trunk. Of his I car. hope it's in the trunk of that stop. <laughs> yeah, that's God, what I'm please. thinking too. <laughs> so uh, we see Raquel. She pull up at Baisley, the apartments, and Marvin in there with the workers, and they uh, they still haven't gotten the apartments ready yet. So she seems to be a little bit irritated about how slow, it, how long it's taking for them to get these apartments together and ready to go. And so she dismisses everyone. She tends everybody away, and she picked up at two by four. She knocked the shit out of Marvin with it, and <laughs> she pretty much went off on him. And we learned a lot in this scene. We learn a lot in this scene. We learn why Marvin is not in charge is because he was getting high on his own supply. He was a junkie. Well, she said that to um, Kanan. Kanan, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did tell Kanan that. She did tell Kanan that uh, you, you had your wagon to uh, your uncle's wagon, but your uncle, you know why he got running shit? Because he was a junkie. And, yeah. Um, which I thought that was very unique. I wasn't expecting that for... Uh, I was, yeah, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that at all. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, didn't realize that, but it kind of goes back to earlier episodes when you know uh, Tony Deep was trying to get him to do some blow with her that night, and he didn't want to do. It. He was like, "No, nah, I don't fuck with that shit." So uh, it's nice to see that he's clean now, and you know he's not breaking his sobriety. So it's good to see that uh, she knocked the shit out of him with that two by four. And, you know, they start having a conversation, and she pretty much tells him that, "Yo, listen, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of the mess that you're making. I'm tired of cleaning up after you." I, I don't want to fuck with you no more. And she's like, you got Kaden caught up in all this bullshit. Uh, niggas dying out here. You know, she was like, I don't want to see you no more. I'm done. And she pretty much kicks him out of the business. She like, give mm-hmm. all your work that you got to Lulu and we done. Mm-hmm. Which I thought that was very, I thought that was, I, I thought that was good that she didn't want to kill him. You know, she just wanted to get rid of him. And he was like, you know, I wasn't even trying to do nothing on my own. You know, I was taking the money and putting it back into the business. He was like, but what I was trying to do is show you that uh, I'm more than just, you know, the errand boy. And you could see the hurt all in Marvin's face. Like, he's really hurt mm-hmm. that his family don't got no use for him. And, you know, but I, I think that we're going to see a, a different Marvin going forward. I think Marvin's going to really step it up. So bad. He said, "Fucking up, just try to get the approval." Like his approach to it was just, uh, it just was terrible. He has good intentions. He does have good intentions. It just he it, his plans are not well thought. Yeah, his plans are not well thought through. And you can see she kind of even looked a little hurt, a little bit. She kind of looked like you know she was having a moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I guess the whole thing with uh, Marvin. Is that he's he's trying to live in his past. He's trying to outlive his past. He's tired of everybody throwing up in his face all the shit that he he's done that's caused the family problems and grief and whatever. He's trying to he's trying right. to live outside of that shadow. Like he's trying right. to get them to look at him in a different light. Right, but in the midst of it, like everybody, listen. At the end of the day, everybody ain't a leader. 
and I just think Marvin ain't a leader. And I don't think that I'm not saying that to be a bad thing. Just and he's not every, so good as a follower either. Well, he's not. He's, he's, he's not, <laughs> not. But I feel you on that. You're absolutely right. Everybody ain't a leader, and <laughs> and sometimes and sometimes in order for you to lead, you have to learn how to follow. Yeah, learn how to follow first. That and, she, and she said that she told Kanan that she told Kanan that the reason why she got where she was at was because where well, I don't know I can't remember if it was High Post or Defcon that you know she first started dealing with them you know he had her sitting on the stash house just to be able to learn the operation and learn how things operate you got to first learn your business before you manage your business mm-hmm. and, that's true. And if you can't learn how your business operates, then you don't know how to properly manage it. And that's basically what she tried to tell him. Like, listen, I need you to take my lead because because of your fuck-ups, I had no choice but to step up and run the business. And now I'm I'm doing shit my way and you still out here trying to do shit your way. And we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're butting heads. Right. So that's where all that friction is coming from. But I, I think he's going to redeem himself, especially after at the end of this episode. He definitely redeemed himself. So we see Kanan um, going by Davina's house. I don't know what he was taking his ass over there for. That little girl ain't want to be bothered with you, Kanan. And you see CPS packing up the house. Somebody. Yeah, I guess so. Somebody he can. Come, yes. He can. Somebody he can come. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, he was I, already in love. So. Yeah, I think he went over there for a comfort because you know he he's having a bad day at this point too. You know, you yeah. know the shit that's happened with Juke, and at this point he hadn't even realized that he's responsible for it. So you know that was right. heavy on him. And then the, the the situation that just went down with him and his mom and finding out that his family was the one that killed his best friend. So you know he was going to look for some comfort. He was yeah. going to look look for some comfort. A C, CPS is over there packing up the van. You know they getting the stuff out. And we find out that Davina and her sister have went to foster care and her mother has died. So yep. that kind of go back to me and CP. Me Last week, me and CP was trying to figure out did Unique keep his promise and send the mama to rehab or was she out in the streets? So obviously she had been out in the streets. Yeah, she wasn't in rehab. Now, I was arguing with someone before, earlier today, that was saying that it was Kanan's dope that killed the mama, Davina's mama. I don't think so. I, I don't think so either because if they hadn't have said that she had been dead for a month and they just now identified her, I would have said, yeah, she probably did get a hold of some Kanan's bad dope. But they clearly said that she had been dead for a month. Yeah, when they said she'd been dead for a month, I was like, nah. Because I said that, I thought the same thing when they first said they found her mother. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, she got Kanan bad killed her too. mama. Yep. But then when they said for a month, I was like, oh, yeah, nah. That ain't but they really should have made it that that's what had happened. That would have been a great uh, uh, plot twist that, you know, his drugs not only his, his, his is touching everyone that's close to him. And the the one girl that he was so infatuated in love with, yeah, you just killed her mama too and her boyfriend. That's uh, I really wish they would have wrote that in where it was his, his drugs that did it. But I don't feel like it had been. I feel like she had already been out in them streets because the neighbor had already said last week when she told him to come get this baby, where your mama been at? And she lied and said my mom been down south dealing with family issues or whatever. So, yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. She had just been out on the streets and she OD. Right, and remember, her mother been gone for a minute because she was selling the tools and you know, what I mean, like, like she been trying to get groceries and stuff. Yeah, her yeah, mother been gone for a minute. We ain't seen the mama since the, she came up to school. school. Yeah. 
So why yep, do you think true. that they chose to uh, end Davina this way? I had no I idea. I, see, like I didn't, I, I didn't think she was going to live. 20 on 10. I still feel like Juliana's going to put 20 on 10 about her. But what are we seeing here with Davina? Do you think that we're going to see her again? I think she'll pop up later. I didn't think she was gonna. I, th- I didn't think she was gonna live, honestly. But I think she'll pop yeah. up later, definitely. I think I she comes back. I yeah. think she comes back later. I think uh, that's why they 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 didn't kill her. I, I think they wanted to maybe leave that door open if they decided to, you know, move forward with that later. But yeah, I think that's uh, why you're did. right about that. So she may come back next season uh, at some maybe. point next season. Yeah, I mean, we may never see her again, or she may come back next season because, uh, like you said, we know that there's always that 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 piece of was she the one that told Unique what she was the one that told Unique? Like, at this point, the Sash House is just it's old news. But they got so many other, Problems. you know, fish to yeah. fry now. But it's it's still something that that's, like you said, that Juliana can always be like, listen, they was up in my shop and I overheard yada, yada, yada. So it's something that can always come back. So, yeah. So that's that. Uh, we, we done with her for the moment. And uh, we see uh, Jessica and Lulu, they at the house. You know, they just got finished getting it in. Oh, Lord. And I can't stand her either. And we see that she just, she she money, power, and respect. She all about the clout. She all about famous. And I'm so goddamn tired. She act like famous is her fucking nigga, yo. I'm so fucking tired of her. Famous this, famous that, famous, famous. And he like, listen, yo, we just got finished fucking. I don't want to see him talk to, about your brother. Can we just enjoy the afterglow and cuddle a little bit? Damn. Right, can we right. just enjoy the vibes, man? Like, damn. Like, can you give it a break for just a minute? Just for a minute. He's doing she's picking up the paperwork and she's going through the paperwork and she's lying all this. She's making all these plans. Like, she's running shit. She's making all these plans. Well, what we going to do now? We're going to put him on tour. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And he's like, listen, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get this business for your brother. You know, he's trying to roll up a blunt and he just trying to chill. And she's sitting here pressing him like she was like, that's what's wrong with your sorry ass. Like you ain't never satisfied. No, he told her that she's never satisfied. He said, no matter what I do, is never enough. And she's like, yeah, that's the difference between me and your sorry ass. I'm, I'm never satisfied. I'm never satisfied. It'll never be enough for me. And I can get that you got goals for yourself and you want to push for it, but you're not helping achieve those goals by just sitting here barking orders at him. You're not putting in the work. Now, if she was putting out here and putting in work and whatever, all you're doing is trying to plant seeds and water them constantly. You know, so I'm hoping that's the end of them. I hope they get ready to go their separate ways because I'm just I'm so sick no. of her. Because she knows she's gonna show up and be like, "Oh my gosh, oh my goodness, Lulu." I <laughs> wish that she would have stayed over there. God, I wish she would have stayed over there. I wish she would have stayed over there. <laughs> I wish she would have stayed over there. I wish that first bottle. She would have been the first bottle that shit. went through the window. Hit her upside the head. <laughs> I just, that, Damn, she should have caught a bullet or something. Cocktail at all, huh? Damn. Yeah, she should have got that first cocktail for real. <laughs> so you see, uh, you see, uh, the police, uh, you know, they they're taking jukebox in, and feel that a detective in Queens had flagged her to let her go. And so they pull up on a corner and they put her out and let her go. And I knew right there and there that was Detective Burt. That was Detective Bird that set her free. I said that mm-hmm. uh, at their first interaction that I felt like she was going to be there for Jukebox once when, when whatever happened to the cold happened. 
And so exactly the way I saw it is exactly how it's playing out. So she's now going to become Jukebox's, uh, I'm not going to say new love interest. I'm going to say she's going to become Jukebox's new confidant. Jukebox right. is going, especially when she roll up on her and tell her, I'm the reason why you got out that night or whatever, whatever. She's going to become, she's going to start coaching Jukebox or mentoring her or mm-hmm. just be her friend. That they're, yeah, they're going to be in a relationship. I can see that. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. I think I think that's definitely the door that's open. You know, she rolling up on her and be like, you know, so we breaking in houses now. Like, what's going on? I could definitely see, you know, because yeah, I remember, think Jukebox is getting ready to get out of hand a little bit. I think she's getting but ready to remember, get out of hand. But remember, we saw her. Um, remember, Detective Burke saw them together. Yep, and she even commented about how pretty the girl was. Yeah, so and that the girl she makes a connection, her. right? Yep. And and. To be honest, if you birth, might make the connection about the drugs for real, for real. She might, yeah. Or at the very least, Jukebox may end up confiding in her about it because I think Maybe, exactly yeah. what's going to happen. She's going to be her benefactor going forward. That when Jukebox gets out of hand, and it, I think she's going to go back to boosting. And I do believe that Detective Howard is going to be that, I mean, Detective Burt is going to be that one that's going to roll up on her and, and, and pop her back in line. And this is what's setting the tone for Jukebox to go be long care. <laughs> And also setting the tone for Jukebox leaving New York because that's kind of the conversation at the end of the episode when she was talking. Not to jump ahead, I'm sorry, but yeah, I thought right. about that too. When she was like, you know, it's this place. I was like, okay, so now we're setting up for her getting out of New York. But go yep. ahead. I'm, this I'm is how she ahead. ends up in D.C. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, at, at, at this point, Jukebox don't really care. You know, she don't see like she got anything to live for. You know, she's just, she's just broken down. You know? Yeah. And, and it's really sad to see uh at this this is probably this is probably the first well uh we're not there yet. So let me go ahead and bust this last scene down. Um and then we can get there. So we see uh Marvin and Tony Deep at the club, you know, he banged her back out across the desk or whatever. And so, you know, obviously he's blowing off some steam. He's he's upset about his conversation with uh Rock and everything, and at the same time he came there to get his money. Because he told her that, yo, look, I don't fronted you. I need my money. You know, I'm trying to tie up loose ends. So I don't know. At this point, was he getting ready to get out of town? Because I felt like, you know, he was just trying to put some distance between him and the family for a little while. So he was trying to go get his money up and everything. And she started asking him, what do I owe you money for? Tell me what I owe you money for and I'll give it. And like, she just kept obvious. saying it over and over again. So Marvin ain't as stupid as we say he is because Marvin peep game, like, no, nah, something ain't right I, about it. He's like, ain't no pussy worth this. But <laughs> he just kind of knew something was going on. I still think he's that stupid, though. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> I, I, well, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I, I disagree. His I have facial, a new outlook on Marvin. His facial expression kind of told that, like, bitch. You know what you need. You know what I want the money for. You know what the fucking money for. You know what I gave it. You know what I gave you to work for. So what the fuck? Right. Why are you asking me this right. stupid ass question? He definitely. Over... And then, right. she, and then she chased him out of the club, asking him, "Just tell me. Just tell me." And then you see he peeped the the uh, undercover cops. He peeped the undercover cops when he was walking out the door. So I, I absolutely think he picked the vibe up. He may not know all the specifics, like she was wearing a wire or anything like that, which she was. But he did pick up on the vibe that, you know, she trying to jam me up in some bullshit because he was like, ain't no pussy worth this. And, you mm-hmm. know, he left. 
<laughs> and the cops told her that we got dick, but look like you got more dick than we did. <laughs> right. They straight up listening. I was like, damn. <clears throat> but yep. I think um I think I agree. I feel like um because the fact that Marvin hadn't called this woman, like she'd been blowing his phone up. Like she said, she's like, I've been blowing your phone up. I don't yep. hear from you. And yep. all of a sudden you roll up on me and want some money. You know, you want to have sex and now you want some money. I feel like he was willing to take that as an L. Like, yep. I'm, like when when they had gotten to that argument before with the dog and everything, I think he was he just willing to take that it. L. Yep. Right. But then, like you said, I think he, I think it's a combination of the two. I think he's because at the end, of, like he out of the business. So whatever money he got in them streets, that's all the money. He that's got. all the money he getting ready to have. Right. So right. He's trying so to get I a think, money. Exactly. I think he's just trying to, like you said, he's tying up loose ends. He's trying to get all this money. Now maybe. He was going to try to flip that money. I don't know. Maybe he was going to go out of town for a minute and just kind of let things die down. Maybe him and Rock have gotten into arguments like that before, and he feel like if I just, you know, leave her alone for a little while and come back around, she'll forgive me. Like I, I'm not really sure, but he definitely that wasn't he wasn't planning on getting that money. Like I, I just really feel like he was like, you know, he he took an L on that money or was willing it's to take chance, an L on that money. Yeah, but when she started acting crazy, man, man I'm I'm just gonna be break out. Yo, I'm done. Yeah. Because what we found out is she don't got jammed up herself. She don't got caught. Right. The she drugs. got jammed up. Yeah. Yeah. And they pretty much told her that we'll let you ride on these charges if you give us some a bigger fish. Right. If you flip. Yeah. Yep. Who's your supplier? Basically, you know how that yep. game Who's goes. Your supplier? We don't yep. want you. We want your supplier. And yep. she was like, "I'm telling you, he's dealing drugs. His whole family's dealing drugs." And who was sitting there listening to the whole conversation? Symphony. Symphony. Symphony Boskett. He was peeping the whole game. So, so I think this is his introduction to the the family business as well. Like I said last week, I feel like uh, Symphony is going to uh, become a part of this this organization as well. Uh, he. So do you think Symphony ends up becoming Bree? That's that's where I was getting ready to go with that. Oh, it okay. would be very interesting to see if Symphony turns into Breeze. I can see Symphony turning into Breeze. I don't necessarily buy that he's already a drug dealer, but I no, can no, definitely no. I see definitely him. think that he's exactly what he's shown to be. He's a right. good guy. But he's I'm just saying, I know some guy, of the, those are some of the theories. I think right here, when he, when he brings this information to Rock, he's, he's now getting ready to be part of the family business. Because up until this point, he's not been involved. But the fact that he's processing what's going on and he knows that she's talking about their family, he may even be the one to do Tony. He may even be the one, even though I would like to see Rock do her, I like to be that. I like for her to be the, his second body, but she could be laid I right up there next to her, her I dog. Think Marvin will get her out of here. Marvin might get her on up out of here too. That's true. I'm gonna take care of that. But I would love to. it if it would be Symphony. I would love it if it would be Symphony to take our ass on Marvin, up out of here. It'll be easier for Marvin to get close to her. Marvin will be able to get to, he'll be able to get close to. Between Symphony and Marvin, they'll be able to get the closest to her. I don't think that Marvin gonna want to fuck with her no more when he find out that you know she got a wire on her and the fans are watching her or whatever. He ain't gonna want to go nowhere near that. That's true. So I feel like uh, it'll be easier for Symphony to catch her off guard and get her than it would be for anyone in the family to roll up on her because if she's already accusing them of the things that she's accusing them of, them um, going to try to take her out is going to put them closer to getting caught. So, I mean, I could see Symphony giving her a lace drink or some bullshit or, you know, I I, I, I could see Symphony, I could see Rock pressuring Symphony or convincing Symphony in being the one to get rid of her. This is why I feel like he's going to, this is going to be his introduction to the family business that this 
drug into all this mess mm-hmm. is because of uh, the information he takes back to Rock. And knowing how she reacted about the whole Kane situation, you absolutely know that he's getting ready to take this to her. Undoubtedly, he's getting ready to take this to her. He's not going to let this ride. So, yeah. So this could be the end of her. Yeah, then, oh yeah. Oh, this yeah. is gonna be the end of her. It could be the uh the introduction to Symphony end up taking over this club some kind of way and running this club. So it's it's gonna Maybe. be very interesting to see where this storyline goes at, uh on down the line. So we see uh Rock, she uh meeting with uh Joaquin and um you know she's still trying to convince him to give her the work. You know, she seems a little bit more confident than she was in their last meeting. You know, her last meeting, she seemed a little bit just desperate. Uh-huh. But she's in, she's even in a more desperate situation than she was last week. But she seems to be a little bit more reserved and calm about the situation. And, um, you know, he's got concerns and he's got legitimate concerns because he's been watching her and following her. So he know about the whole Detective Howard situation. And he's trying to find out, you know, what what's your connection between this cop? Why you meet with this cop? What's, what's up with that? And so uh, when he brought up the Detective Howard situation, uh, you see his workers pull out their they guns. Yeah. They draw them on her. So, you know, she she she's in a, she was in a situation where she wasn't finna walk about that room type situation mm-hmm. until she told them, like, you know, I'm the one who took care of Gabriel. So why would I take care of Gabriel and, and snitch it to the cops at the same time? You know, right. So. But then she also brought up a good point, though. She was like, you know, what what drug dealer you know that don't have a cop in his back pocket? Right. Like we talking business. Like I'm not snitching. Me and him talking business. And that's when he was like, you know, what are y'all talking about? But I, cause I, cause I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh shit. But then when she said, that, I said, well, that's a valid point. Like she she brought up a valid point. But that takes me back to if Detective Howard go ahead and tell her what he really wants, what he really needs, that's going to develop that relationship. That's going back to what I was saying earlier. At some point, they're going to have to become bedfellows again. Like, you know, they get into bed with each other. I need you for this. You need me for that. Like, let's go ahead and put a deal on the table. And eventually, she's going to eliminate Detective Howard. You know, but I don't see them killing Omar Epps. If, if the character was played by anyone else besides Omar Epps, uh, I feel like we would get rid of we'll get rid of him in the next episode or uh, or the last episode. But I feel like because the character is being played by Omar Apps, I don't think they're going to kill his character off right away. We might see him get on up out of here next season. You know, I don't think we're going to see him get up out of here in the next two episodes. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know. That's I don't think agreement. it matters. I don't, I don't know that right. But I think they're going to put the mid. They will start putting the wheels in motion to get him up out of here. And see, I don't understand why they bring uh, A-list actors. Uh, well, I guess he would be a, a B-list at I'm this I'm about to say, Omar F ain't no A-list actor. No disrespect, but... Uh, he, he's a he's well-known old, actor. He's an old-school actor, but he's not an A-list actor. Like, we know him, but... But I feel like yeah. when they bring characters on on shows like this to play recurring roles, they're not a good fit for them. It's just like with Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate was not a good fit for Rashad Tate. They should have had him play another character, uh, but he wasn't a good fit for uh, 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 Rashad Tate because of his star power. So I feel like that's the whole reason why they end up giving him a spinoff show because he was Lorenz Tate. I feel like if there was any other actor that played Rashad Tate, they would not have given that character a spinoff. 
I think the only reason why we got a spinoff because he was Lorenz Tate. So I feel the same way about Omar Epps. I feel like because it's Omar Epps that's playing this character, they're going to find a way to keep him around because he's bringing in a, a fan. He's bringing in a fan base or viewers just on his name alone. So we got to keep him around. It's like Mary J. Blige playing Mo, Monet in um, book two. Like I feel like you know they're using the, those actors to bring their own uh, fan base with them to the show. So I don't feel like we're going to get rid of him this this easy. I think we're going to try to get rid of him, but it ain't going to work out. And, you know, uh, we haven't seen it, it's time. I mean, in um, the regular power series, you know, uh, major ca- cast members have died up at, at this point. But we haven't lost a major cast member right now other than Nicole. I mean, I really don't even look at her as a major because she was more of a recurring. But I, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they're at a point right now, especially since they've been renewed for a season two, that they're ready to kill off any major characters right now. But but I thought the other thing I thought was interesting in that scene was he said we've been following you, but then if y'all were following her, then y'all should have they should have already known that she killed um Gabriel Juliana's husband. Gabriel, yeah, like right. He right. he didn't seem shocked, but he didn't seem like. I guess well, he yeah, wanted to see that. the truth. Uh, he probably knew, but you know, when she said it, you know, it was probably confirmation for him. You know, she gave me the truth. That that's the way I took that. I took that as you know, she was following up. He was he was trying to see if she was going to really be honest with him and mm-hmm. you know what she doing out here. And so you see, unique. Um, and his crew, you know, they 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 strapping up for the night. And when I saw this scene, I already knew they would get ready to go after Lulu. I had said last week they would get ready to go after Lulu because after he so arrogantly went off on them at the diner, I'm yeah. like, you, you fucked yourself up when you did that. You I said that last week because I never you let the enemy it. know what your movement was, and then you didn't try to go take out the enemy. Like if right. you would have told them that and then went back after and finished the job, you didn't finish the job last week. So, you know, you were, you were sitting on a throne and you were being cocky, but at the same time, you didn't eliminate your threat. You just, right, because I'm thinking y'all didn't hand. think that they was going to retaliate. Like, like the minute you told him that was him, what made you think they wasn't going to be waiting for you at your house that night? Like, that, I, night, I don't, right. that was crazy to me. Like, that was crazy to me. And the fact that you knew that you didn't finish the job, you told them that you didn't finish the job and didn't even try to finish the job. Yeah, I already knew that they're they going to roll up on you next. And that's yeah. exactly what they did. They caught him off guard. Yeah, he you made know? that too easy for them. He made it too easy for him. And the fact that Jessica had left, I just wanted her to stay there. I wanted her to stay there so bad. <laughs> I wanted her to get the first bullet. <laughs> you I wanted her to die in that fire. I wanted her to be... This was... I, I was like, yes, this is going to be our way. She's walking out the door. She's, as soon as she opened the door, she's going to catch a bullet. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. And I'm like, damn it. They let her ass get away. <laughs> like, fuck. Okay. Right. Lulu was at the house. Rock had called. It was like batter up. So I wonder who she was calling on, calling him on. Who was she calling for him um, to ride on then? That is a great question. When she that called, because if she question. called him earlier about Detective Howard, who was she calling for him to ride on that night? I don't know, but he didn't answer the damn phone. He said he was off. He said, right. I'm off tonight. He said, I'm off tonight. <laughs> he put the Miles right, Brothers on. He put the Miles Brothers on. He had to fix him a nice uh, drink. Okay. He was like, yeah, I'm off. I'm good. 
And I'm like, oh man, them niggas start spraying up his house and shoot up his house. And I'm like, where the neighborhood at? Where all this gunfire and shit going on? Uh, a fire? If they if they smut, they on the ground. <laughs> they on the floor. <laughs> Don't go right. to the window, try to see what the hell going on. For real, they in the bathtub right. with a bachelor's on top of them like a tornado. <laughs> Just right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so we see Lulu House just getting demolished, yo. I mean, demolished. He he tried to shoot back, but he wasn't in a position where he needed to get up at all. Nah, like, he should have tried he... to crawl to another room or something. Uh, and so you know he ends up passing out from smoke inhalation. And here you go, see Marvin coming up the road. I felt like Marvin was coming up the road either to say goodbye to Lou or to kind of let Lou know what had don't happen between him and Rock. You know, he was getting ready to. Give him the work like Rock told him. Oh, to go yeah, do. I was going to say, well, yeah. yeah. So she had told him, you know, take the rest of the work over the Lulu house. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, he's seen what was going on down the street. And I'm like, why are we getting this same scene again that we already got in another episode? Poor Marvin <laughs> can't keep a car. Right. Marvin can't keep a car. Marvin, stay he's just crashing $100,000 cars. <laughs> and he crashing, he crashing coincidentally, rear ended. <laughs> He the rear ended. You know what I'm saying? The cars, all of them, like the red one. Now he the rear end. He didn't ran into something in the blue one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, he should go with um, black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go black. Poor Marvin. He can't keep Stand a car. Up every day. <laughs> yes. Hey man, listen. He fall up out the car. I'm like, yo, man. He's stumbling. He, you know, he kind of disoriented from the crash or whatever. But he started processing what was going on. He kicked down the door. He get in there. He saved his brother. You know, he bring his brother yeah. up out of there. You know, and I was really glad to see that, you know, uh, that he went in there to see about his brother or whatever. But I could have did without the uh, melodramatic scream. But um, somebody help. Somebody help. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was. It, it, it just. It didn't fit the actor. If not, if he would have had one of them ghost screams, then yeah, you know, Omar, uh, Omar Hardwick did that shit. You know, when Angela got shot and when uh, he told Sean to go away. Yeah, now those screams were more fitting for the scene. But that 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 little cry out for help that was just so dry. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Uh, you know, we know that Lulu's gonna make it. We we know that Lulu's gonna make it. Uh, and I was telling CP earlier, I'm like, damn, I can't. Uh, I I could imagine what uh, Rock Hospital bills look like because they stay at the hospital. Yo, like, I hope she got a good medical plan. <laughs> she got, well, she got hella insurance because man, her her people got gangster benefits. <laughs> She got gangster benefits. She got. A, she both got Blue Cross Blue Shield benefits. Cause damn, she staying. Yeah, because I was because I'm lying. I was nervous. I was like, I was like, is Lulu dead? I don't think he is. <laughs> like, I don't think he, I don't he is either. I think he's gonna be at Lulu the hospital with Listen, I, listen, I was wrong about scraps, so I didn't want to make no proclamations. <laughs> I mean, if they killed him off off of that, it takes a while for you to die. It don't take long, but it, it takes longer than that for your ass to die from smoke inhalation. So I think and then on top of that, had... his character, with that being his character, he needed a, uh, a different, you know, it's just like in power. We wasn't satisfied with Ghost's end. You know, certain characters, they, they need a death that's fitting for that. Like, he needed a death like how uh, Julio went out in uh, Power. 
But you know, he was trying to fight off all them niggas. Yeah. And he need a death like that. He don't need a death. He don't need he don't need no little just simple I died in a house fire type death. So that's another reason why I don't feel like he's dead. Yeah, that's why I don't feel like he's dead because they they would have given him a better send off than that for his character. And two, they wouldn't have had him go through all those efforts of signing those papers about the studio if he wasn't going to be around. So he he was going to be out of pocket for a minute laid up in a hospital with Scrappy. But uh, they're going to get a joining room. They're going to get a joining room, yeah. Listen, the show started off, the very first episode of the show started off with them at the hospital. I'm like, damn, she got to take somebody up to the hospital. I know they, uh, I'm surprised the hospital ain't asking no questions at this point. Like, you up here every other week. Right. (laughs) Right. You got somebody up here every other week. What's going on? Right. Right. Working for you must be a hazardous to your house. I'm about to say that that shows of the the level of working for her is though they need to. It's, they need it's to a big up. risk. It's a very big risk. Hey, listen, yeah, her like general liability. Her general liability insurance must be good. through the roof. <laughs> she probably paid by work for Rock. You go to the hospital, <laughs> right? Her, her people battle tested. They good. Yeah, they but good. shit. <laughs> Battle tested is one thing, but damn. Yeah, but damn. <laughs> yeah. Every other week they we go to the hospital for real. But I think, I think, I think them not killing off because I don't, I don't think Lulu is dead. But I think this after this incident, he's gonna get on some real murderous shit. No, Marvin gonna I'm get on some real, real murderous murder shit. shit. Well, we hey. That's gonna be <laughs> Marvin <laughs> finna be murderous. He finna be ski mask down. Know Marvin, we already know Marvin to bust some heads. We already know that. But but I'm saying that this is what's gonna redeem Marvin. This is what's gonna bring Marvin back into the fold because Marvin finna go take all these niggas out, yo. He finna go take all these niggas out. He finna get revenge for his brother. Like, you know, is this that's my brother? I'll fight with him. I'll tell him he ain't shit or whatever. But the the reality of it is someone exactly, exactly. So I think Marvin's finna be on some rocking my baby type shit. Listen, Marvin finna be on some rocking my baby type shit. Now he finna be dead niggas left and right (laughs) next episode. You watch. I think when Lulu get out, he's gonna be on the same type of shit though. I think this right, is pretty much gonna refocus. Now I do see Lulu being I the think one. It's gonna refocus him on the drug game. And that's what I'm and that's what I'm and I, I do feel like uh, Lulu's gonna be I the one that ultimately take out Unique. I think Marvin's gonna pick off his his crew one by one. I think they're gonna get Warrell on up out of here next week. And I think he's gonna take some of the other workers out, but I think ultimately Lulu gonna be the one to take Unique on up out of here because they're setting the tone for it to be some type of rival between them now. Because you know, last episode he offered him a deal, he turned it down. This episode, uh, he, he turned broke it down. Him. He shitted on that deal. Yeah, he shitted on him. Yeah, he did. So I think ultimately, uh, you, uh, Lulu's gonna take Unique out. I think this go. I think this is gonna refocus him as far as right, not necessarily right. getting all the way into the drug game, like 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 that. But, he's but gonna I think it's gonna put him on pause, and he's yep. finna get on some other shit. That's what I. That's what I'm also. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, well, we I definitely already, think he's gonna clean up things for Rob. He definitely gonna clean up things for Rob. But I look at that as a different way. I look at it that this is going to keep him one foot out the door, not for real. This this is going to be his 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 reality check. This is reality check right here that you know I, I'm not going to do this because he already told Marvin one time before that you know I don't want to end up dead or in jail. 
So ultimately, this is what's going to uh, get him out the game. We might not see it this season, and we may not even see it next season. But ultimately, I think that this is his. Yeah, we're gonna his, see him leave. We're gonna yeah. see him. We're gonna see him leave. But before he leave, he gonna definitely drop some fucking bodies. <laughs> yeah, he gonna drop unique. I'm telling you, he gonna be the one to drop unique. You can put a bullet in that nigga head, and he done for. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm tired of seeing the tantrums. So, <laughs> I'm tired of it. tantrums in his little lair. His, his, yep. his little layer of mirrors. Yep. He likes to sit in there, look at his shoes, and look at his clothes and stuff. I'm, I'm done. Just go on here and put him in the ground. Send him on out of here. Yo, this next scene, the last scene, is the first time I actually felt sorry for Kanan. And I'm explaining to you why. Like with him and Jukebox, I don't know who house they was at. I don't know if he was at Jukebox. It was at house. his house. No, it was at think, his house. You think he was at his house? Yeah. When she pulled out that vial and said, This is what killed Nicole, he processed that. You saw that in his face. Like she she told him like, he oh. took it out of my backpack. And he was like, uh, he was getting ready to try to say something. He was like, I don't even know what to say, to be quite honest with you. He was like, I don't even know what to say. And you could just see the hurt on these kids. They These are kids, 15 and 16 years old, they're kids. And right. the reality of what their life is like at 15 yeah. and 16 years old, you know, I, I just I felt sorry for them. Because Jukebox even said, it's this place. It's, it's this place like we, we forever, this is where we see they actually grow up into this. Like, I feel like this is where they're processing and accepting the fact that this is our life. You know, this is our family life. Our family is constantly at war. We are here in the drug game. And, you know, I I just felt, I felt more so sorry for a jukebox than anything because, like, I'm not going to say she's innocent, but, you know, she ain't in this shit like they are. And she the one who's suffering the most from it. Mm-hmm. Her father don't halfway care nothing about her. Her mama ain't around. Uh, she lost the one person that she was actually accepting who she was with. You know, you could just you could just see that they just they fucked up. They don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, it was it was a very powerful episode. It was a very powerful scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, what y'all think about what's getting ready to happen in episode nine? Well, we see that the war is definitely on. And uh, in those episodes, and no, in that um, that trailer, do you think Rock gonna get her work next week? Finally, yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so. I think she's gonna get her work too. And I think the apartment's gonna be up and going. I think mm-hmm. she's ready, and you know, uh, I think that was the whole purpose of getting rid of Gabriel. I think she getting ready to set up shop, but at the same time, she got to tie up loose ends, and and Unique and his crew is a loose end, so they they gonna get rid of them next week. Or at right, least, but at very least especially, I mean, they tried to murder. They tried to murder her brother. She definitely gonna get their ass next week. Yep, she going after their ass. It, it, it it's gonna be on. I think so, a possibility yeah. she could use the connection muscle that you know to help her out with this war in order to clean that up. I had said that last week too that she was probably gonna uh, need some of the muscle, and I think that we're gonna start getting some new uh, characters. I think we're gonna start getting introduced hey, to some new characters for and- next season. If y'all seen that tra- if y'all I'm sure y'all seen that trailer for next Sunday, that little clip. <clears throat> when they came out, you know, I'm pretty experienced in this field. That some bitch had an AK with a drum on it. So did. 
That ain't no game. That ain't no game to be playing around with. That and ain't he ain't gonna miss like uh, Lulu did with that tech nine. Marvin ain't gonna miss. <laughs> Marvin finna go spray some shit up. Even Marvin is not gonna miss. Marvin ain't gonna miss. Marvin getting ready to go spray some niggas up next week. Yo, he finna take right, out. They try, I mean, you. right on top of them trying to kill Lulu, hell, they tried to kill him. Shit. <laughs> yep. Nigga, they tried to kill me too. And you coming after my family now? You coming after my family? Like we beyond this little uh, street beef that we got, this little territory beef that we got. Like you, you trying right. to take us up out the game? So it's exactly. survive, survival of the fittest at this point. So yep. I feel like Marvin finna go go stupid next week. But I uh, agree. It's about to be a whole nother situation. Me and CP looked at this. We felt like the reason why this this series was. Uh, so so accelerated versus the other series is because I feel like they were trying to give us the story of Kanan in case they didn't get renewed for season two. They were trying to close up as many loose ends because uh, usually uh, in a show that's renewed for another season, they don't close up as many story arcs as they closed up in, in this series. Like just about in every episode, we got closure to all the different story arcs they had running. So, you know, I think the whole shit with Tony, Tony Deep is going to run into next season. Unless they get rid of her by episode 10, uh, I think Detective Howard, there's not going to be no closure on that next week. I think uh, we're going, we see Bert and uh, Jukebox, they're going to be meeting next week. So I think that it's going to be real action-packed season two as well. And did they? Did you see Marvin shoot up a unique car too? Did his car get shoot up yeah. last week? He shot his mm-hmm. car. Too. I thought that was a unique car that was getting sprayed. Yeah. So uh, I think. Well, I, well, we know they're going for unique. Now, whether unique is in the car when he shoots it up, I don't know. But they definitely go for unique. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, as I keep saying, this is a great series. Uh, I, I, I'm very pleased with this spinoff. I'm very pleased with the spinoff. We get action every week, just about. You know, I know yeah. we've had a couple episodes that uh, everyone wasn't really kind of feeling, but I mean, I'm like all of them. I think they've done. A I'm very about good to say job. that would be me. I'm everyone. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> uh, and then um, I'm so excited that we get BMF on the 26th as well so when this series BMF uh, is in the building yep when um this series Ooh, uh, goes on hiatus we get BMF so I'm, I'm really glad to see that we're not gonna have we're gonna have something else to watch in the meantime while, while we're waiting for uh book two and uh book four yep I'm I'm ready yep can't wait till the BMF series start all right so do we got anything else for this week that we need to talk about that's it Nah, I think we got it. All right. I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode then, y'all. Y'all know where to find us at out here. And again, uh, we know that everyone may watch this show and uh, view it in different opinions than what we view. But this is just our opinions and what we see in the writing and the portrayal of the, the show. So, I mean, we're not experts. <laughs> we're critics. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's, do, let's debate it respectfully. Because- right opinion <laughs> right and if you feel like you got a strong debate about the show come on over here and talk about it with us you know we 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 agree to disagree around here because listen the four of us we don't always agree with what we're seeing too and uh, i think Facts. you guys hear that a lot in the uh, show as we are talking about the different scenes i see things differently than everyone else so uh mm-hmm. we say all that to say that anyone is welcome to come on the show and be a guest and you know let's talk about it we enjoy this you know uh, this is fun for us, so you know, 
we we're gonna just put our opinions out there. So you can find me on Instagram at RetroCG. You can also email the show at info at tsfentertainment.com. Uh, everybody, tell them how to find y'all. Okay, Really Be TV. You can find me at YouTube at Really Be TV. Um, Instagram and Twitter, Really Be um, TV underscore on YouTube. Um, it's Marble. your boy, the Jumping Out the Souls. <laughs> um, you can find me on IG at Juggernaut underscore Souls. You can find me on YouTube at Juggernaut of souls man y'all already know we on the road to 1k just dropped a uh, shattered backboard 5 review the yeezy light review is up man appreciate all the subscribers go on over there and check your boy out jacket jordan you can find me in the streets you heard me all I gotta do is sit up the back signal for you right sit up the back signal we find you <laughs> y'all also welcome to send us any DMs to the uh, TSF Entertainment um, Instagram uh, myself and Jack and Jordan we usually try to keep an eye on the DMs over there and um, and the emails and things like that so you know uh, if you guys leave comments for us we will talk about them on the show we will answer whatever questions y'all have out on the show so we out here y'all I guess we'll see y'all next week peace alright yeah. right. You are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.